If you're looking for ways to prioritize your health and fitness, run more efficiently, understand food, and somehow fit it all into a fun and family-centered life, you're in the right place. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. Thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of the Real Life Runners podcast. This is episode number 25, and today we're going to dig a little deeper and we're going to look beyond the numbers when it comes to racing. So last week, we went in and kind of talked about the the race that I had run, my half marathon, and I achieved the goal that I had set for myself, and so I was super happy about that. And we just kind of went in and analyzed the race and hopefully you gained some insight from that and I know that it was very helpful for me so hopefully it was also helpful for you. But there's so much to running besides just the number and sometimes we achieve the number that we have in our head, that goal that we've set for ourselves, and sometimes we don't achieve that number. And so today we just want to kind of start to look beyond the number and kind of just think about all the other things that we gain from running and racing and other ways to look at it beyond just the numbers. This is going to be a very tricky episode for me because it's it's a part of running that it's taken me a long time to come around to. I'm a very numbers-oriented person, and running itself is just a huge numbers-oriented sport, you know? Yeah, you are the spreadsheet wizard. I, I love my Excel, um, but I mean... The, the sport itself, everybody's got a, a goal time or how many miles per week or, you know, I crank out workouts for kids and it's like, oh, well, you have to run 400 meters in this exact time and this is your recovery. and But they're always asking you too. It's not just you're putting it on them. It's always like, coach, how fast do I do it? Right. And, yeah. it, you know, oh, can you yell out how fast I am at the one mile mark or can you yell out my, you know, we had a track meet. Oh, can you be at the quarter mile mark so that you can yell out my splits to me and I know how fast and, you know. Everyone out there in the world of social media wants to make sure they they run a PR so they can pop up their their social media worthy PR Instagram and and it's it's good but what if you don't hit the goals do you still want to put that out there are the numbers uh, holding people back are the numbers creating a, a barrier that that's making it too hard to break through there's a lot that that can go wrong when you focus too much on numbers yeah I think that you know, back to the social media and Instagram thing, I know that I kind of held back from posting my specific numbers for a while on the social media because, again, I thought that I was a quote-unquote slow runner. You know, I was, in, in a way, I was kind of embarrassed by my times and I didn't think that they were social media worthy. But lately, I've kind of just broken through that and I've been posting a lot of my specific workout times on Instagram specifically. Um, you can follow us at Real Life Runners on Instagram if you guys are interested. And I found that like the posts that I include the numbers in, whether they're fast or slow or, you know, somewhere in between, you know, if it's a speed workout or just a recovery run, like those are the ones that get the most likes. 
because people like numbers. It gives them something that they can look at. No matter where you are in the world, you can look at like, oh, you did four miles in this time and they can directly compare it to themselves. But the problem is, is that there's never a good direct comparison. Yeah, unless people post in kilometers, which is really funny because I'll like look at, you know, I'll scroll through some of my feeds on Instagram and there are people that I'm following that are in Europe or whatnot that use the metric system or Canada or anywhere else besides the United States pretty much. <laughs> and they'll put up their pacing like, I went 530 and it's per kilometer. And I was like, I have no idea how fast that is, but I think I should start posting in kilometers because it would make me seem faster. Yes, post it in just something. <laughs> don't even choose kilometers or miles. Let's come up with our own distance and just base it off of that. All right, so what we're really looking at today is how to go beyond that. Like, running is more than just what your stopwatch says. Running's more than the numbers that you can put onto, onto your social media. Running is about this lifelong journey that, that you're on. That there are times where you're fast, there are times where you're not as fast, but it's, it's, an, it's an endless journey of healthy running. That's kind of what you got. Yeah, definitely. And I think that that's one thing that... I've come to realize with my running because I am not going out to win the race like you are. You know, I think that you, the, the races that you run, your goal is pretty much to win that race for the most part. For the most part. Regardless of distance, <laughs> which pretty, is... A, pretty much. Yeah, which is amazing. But that is not the kind of runner I am. Like, I know that I am not going to be the fastest person in that race. And so realizing that it's about my journey and my time and and not just the time though is it's everything that's built up to that it's the process that I've gone through just to get my toe on that starting line yeah I mean I, I there's only one person in a race however big the race is whether you know it's it's a tiny little group of people that get together at a, at a small local 5k or several thousand people in a marathon when they shoot the gun off only one person is going to break the tape yeah and Depending on on the level of competition, that person might not have even tried the hardest. There could be someone finishing four to five minutes behind her that that gutted it out more, yeah. that put more effort into it. They just didn't win that day because you know that's how time works. But the person who wins did not necessarily have the hardest or even or best you know quote unquote best race. They just happened to run the fastest that day. Yeah. There's a lot of people who had all sorts of wins along the way. That they had they had their fastest race or they've been trying to break under a certain time lock for for a long period of time and they were able to hold on to it mentally and get through that. Like there's, there's so much physical and mental and emotional in, in all these races. And there's a lot of ways to break through that aren't just a number. Yeah. I think, and like the old, um, cliche beauty is fleeting, you know, so can <laughs> the, the, the joy of a PR can also be kind of fleeting, you know, it, you achieve it and you're so excited and you're, you're there, you're in the moment and you, it, you know, you feel so good because you just achieve that goal. And that's how I've felt all week long. And it's been fantastic. But then after that, then you're like, okay, well, what's next? You know, like as a runner on a lifelong journey of health and running, you're the thoughts then, you know, naturally start to drift on to, okay, what's next? You know, am I going to try to decrease that time a little bit more? Am I going to work on something else? Like you start to set other goals. And so 
you know, that's what causes people to sign up for race after race after race, you know, but there's more to running than just racing and just achieving PR after PR. Well, if you only go out trying to achieve PRs, it's not going to happen every time. Yeah. And so if you get it, then you've got this big high of, woo, I got my PR. But if you don't, like, do you come crashing down? If you look at it from a bigger picture perspective, when you go out and, and race, that's a time to check in and see where you're at on your journey. But the journey and knowing all of the work that you've put in over the past months and years, that's the part that gives the deeper satisfaction. Like, look at where I've come over this long, long period. Yeah. And maybe along the way you had a PR, you had a bad race, you had a good one that wasn't a PR. They're all part of this journey and all together it it got you to where you are and that's the satisfying part of wow look at what i've done over the past decade like that's something really cool to go back and look at Mm -hmm. yeah I, i definitely agree and i think that in a way that when you start to focus on stuff outside the number and focus on that journey that you've been on that it has gotten you to that starting line in a way, that can also help to take away some of those pre-race nerves that we all get. Like, you know, I was very nervous standing on the the starting line of the half marathon last weekend. And I did. I tried to kind of take a step back and just appreciate where I was. Appreciate that I was in the midst of, you know, thousands of people that were all there trying to better themselves, trying to make their health a priority, and how much better shape I was personally in, that I am currently in than I was a couple years ago. I mean, really my entire life. Like I'm in the best health I've ever been in in my entire life. And that in and of itself is amazing. And to have my family there on the, you know, cheering for me, like knowing that I am, this is the example that I am setting for my daughters. They're seeing mommy go out and race and they know how hard I've worked. They know that, I have put a lot of effort into this and knowing that and being able to see me then run the race, I mean, that's more important than any number on the clock. Well, I mean, that was that was one of the things I wanted to mention. I was going to bring it up a little bit later, but I mean, while we're on it, the girls made signs for you in the race. And the signs didn't say, my mommy can run sub two hours for a half marathon. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they don't care. And and whatever the time was when you crossed the line, you know those two girls were going to come running up and be like, way to go. I love you, mommy. Their sign said, you're amazing. Yeah. You're awesome. My mom is awesome. That was the sign because they know that you've been pushing. They can see the struggle and it teaches them if you want to get something done, find the goal, set it and work really hard for it. And, you know, whether you broke two hours or not, being able to pass that lesson on to them, that's a huge win. Yeah. You know, whatever, whatever the time says, that's a win in, in the bigger picture of life. Right. Because ultimately, you know, running just helps us build character. It helps us become better people. Like, like you're saying, you know, it helps us set, set goals and work hard to achieve them. It teaches us the value of, of goal setting and work ethic and, you know, all of that. That's what one of the things that running does. It does, it's not just about, you know, getting faster. It's about having us grow as people. You know, I, 
I kind of want to mention a little bit of sort of my growth process as a coach. You know, when I first started, uh, I was reading the coaching books and the manuals and like, oh, well, when I make a workout, it's got to be exactly this. You know, my runners have to have to run exactly this time. And I would make such huge detailed plans for one single track workout. And then, you know, then the workout starts and it's like, oh, well, that kid didn't didn't quite hit it today. And I'm like, no, 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 nope, you've got to go. You got to hit this pace because that's the pace that my chart says you have to hit. You know, in your last race, you ran 18 minutes and 30 seconds for the 5K. So now we're doing quarter repeats and you should do them in exactly this time with exactly this recovery. That's not how it works. And that's how I thought it worked. And because, you know, that's what the charts told me. And now I've, I've been doing it so long that I've got a, a better grasp of it. You know, I can check a kid in the middle of a workout and I can see, look, today's not his day. Maybe we need to alter this workout a little bit. Maybe reality needs to set in. You know, workouts vary with life. And I try and check in with the kids beforehand, but sometimes I forget and and there'll be like one or two intervals into the rep and it's not going well and it's because life got in the way. You know, I'm dealing with high school kids. It's like, oh wait, I only got two hours of sleep last night and I just took three tests and oh, by the way, I just broke up with my boyfriend. Like, okay, well today's not going to be a great day for a workout. It's yeah. just not going to happen. Right. Same thing happens with, with, you know, parents out there. Oh, my kid is teething. Well, this is not going to go for a good workout, right. you know, or, um, you know, I had this huge presentation that I've been working on for weeks at work or, you know, other relationship issues, whatever it is, you come in with like this weight of stress on top of you. Maybe that's not the day where you have to make sure you hit those numbers. It's, you know, it goes way back to our episode on, on effort-based training. Does it feel like you're giving 90%? Well, then you are, whether the clock says so or not. You know, it's, it's about putting your body into that appropriate level of stress. Maybe you need an easy day because the, the world is caving in on you outside of running and you just need to go out and have a relaxing day. Or maybe you need to push, but with a lot less structure to the workout because you just need to let something out before your head explodes. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, because, I mean, running is very cathartic for a yeah, lot of people. Very and, much. Right, and there sometimes things and emotional stresses can just build up and you just need to get them out so that you don't explode, you know, on your spouse or on your children, like at home. Like, you just got to go leave it out all on the roads. Right, and I mean suddenly having your coach say, I need you to run 600 meters and all of them have to be exactly in two minutes and you have to have a minute and 30 recovery. Well, if you've already had a few struggles over the course of the day and you're supposed to hit it in two and you come through in 210, that's, that's not helping you. That's just another loss on the day. Yeah. Whereas if I say, hey, run hard for two minutes and then run easy for three and run hard for two minutes, just run hard. It's, it, it, that, that workout could be therapy. You know, that workout can just be letting it out. Totally. But it's it's not the workout I had in mind. Right. And, and it's not based off of a of a table and a graph and a chart somewhere. Right. And that's and that's along with what we're talking about. We are all real life runners. Like we are real people. We're not robots, you know. So 
if running was so easy that all you had to do was hit certain paces at certain times and we would all be doing the same thing, right? I mean, Everybody. we would... The whole planet would run the right? exact same like, workouts. These are the workouts you would do and this is the pace that you would hit and that's... And then when you enter the race, then that's the time you're going to run. Like, that's not what running is. That's that it, There's so much other th- stuff that goes into it versus it would, just <laughs> paces and times. It would make the Olympics terrible. Basically, everybody, <laughs> everybody would show up with their, like, training log and be like i've put in these many miles at this pace i did 20 by a quarter at 54 seconds with one minute recovery and they wouldn't even bother running the 5k they'd just you know take some blood tests calculate who has the highest vo2 max and be like all right you get the gold (laughs) like no 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 run a race Right. Let's let's bring some emotion. Let's bring some some mental capacity. There's so much more. That's why you know that you get the announcers in in the Olympics, and they're like, okay, well, here's the three favorites, and suddenly it's that guy. Wait, who, you know, you can hear him flipping through papers. Like, wait, what is that guy's name, and what country did he come right, from? Right, right. Because that guy showed up to race. Yeah, he showed up, yeah. and it's like, no, no, no. This is my time to perform. I'm bringing it, and no one else, no one else knew that was coming. Right, because running and especially racing, there are sometimes there are just more people that want it more than the best runners out in the field. You know, that's that was kind of the um like mantra of Steve Prefontaine, right? Like he's not he's he always used to say, I'm not the best runner, but I'm willing to endure more pain than everybody else. Like he wanted it more than everybody else. Yeah, you know, it's the it's the phrase going to the well. Like yeah. that, that's not a physical well. That's that's emotion. That's how much pain can you push through and he always put it out there. I'm the least talented runner in the field. Like that was his thing it's like well okay clearly you're not the least talented you're steve prefontaine but he put this out there of i can dig deeper than anybody else yeah and and therefore i should be able to beat everybody else that's why anytime he would lose it was just such a crushing thing because he had in his mind that he was mentally stronger and so Hmm. if he lost it was a mental reason. It crushed him. It crushed like, him. Yeah, his like, identity. Do, yes. Yeah. My identity is I'm mentally stronger than you, and so I should automatically be able to beat you. So if he lost, it, that means that his his mental willpower let him down. Right. Well, and so because running is so much more than just the numbers, you know, today we wanted to talk about how we think it's so, so, so important to celebrate all of the wins on your journey, not just the number wins. So, for example, there are the race winners, but, you know, they're the ones that that cross the line first. But how many people in the race, maybe this is you, how many people in the race are overcoming some sort of mental or emotional barrier or struggle that, that they've been going through? And them crossing the line represents so much more than, you know, the 25-year-old kid that just decided to wake up and and run a race that day. You know, what about that mom that just conquered breast cancer and she decided to run the race so that she could prove that her body is healthy again? Like that win, you know, that's that that person. Yeah. What about the person out there for their friend who, who didn't conquer cancer and they're running it with that ribbon on their chest to represent them? It's not about a PR. It's about something so much bigger than a PR. Like you're going out and you're giving it everything you can for something bigger than you. 
yep. for something way bigger than what a, a stopwatch says. Right. So the key is to find your wins. So with every race that you run, that we run, you know, we're trying to do this a little bit more now too, to be more conscious runners, find your win. What about that race was good. Even if the number isn't what you wanted it to be, or even if it is, there's still other wins that you should celebrate with every single race that you run. Yeah, this uh, this brings up a, a something that happened at the track meet yesterday. Um, I put one of my kids in, he ran the 100 meters, and uh, it did not go well. He was one of the last finishers across the line, and I, I caught him afterwards um, I was working at the high jump, so I caught him like an hour afterwards and I come over to him and as I walk up to him, he's got his head down and he goes, coach, that was embarrassing. I'm like, why? He goes, I finished last in my race. I'm like, but did you try really hard? He goes, yeah, I gave it everything I could. I'm like, did, did you quit? At like 70 meters, did you go all the way through the line? He goes, no, I ran as fast as I could. I was in last, and I didn't want to be out there any longer. I was so embarrassed. I'm like, so you went out there with the potential to fail and went for it anyway and put everything you had for the entire race. Uh, Which part are you upset and embarrassed about? And he kind of got this look like, oh. Oh, okay. Like he thought I was going to come over and judge him that he hadn't run fast enough. I'm like, dude, you gave it everything you had. The the kid sitting next to you that beat you by two seconds, that's a senior that's been working physically for a couple of extra years beyond where you're at. You ran as hard as you possibly could. There were probably other people in that race that didn't even run as hard as you did. They just happened to be faster today. But you gave it everything you had. And, you know, later in the day, he was all happy and bubbly because that race wasn't draining on him. He knew that was a win. You just need to frame it as even when you cross the line last, that could still be a win. Right, because, you know, running really does show us how strong we can be in the face of a challenge. Like, clearly he was not set up to win the 100 meters yesterday. Like, he's just not. Like, there are better, faster runners than him. But, like you said, at 70 meters, when he was clearly in dead last, he did not quit. And he continued to just give everything he had until he crossed the line. And that's what running is for all of us. Like there are times where you want to give up in the middle of a race, right? Or even just in the middle of a training run sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes it stinks, right? Like you're in the middle of a workout. Like sometimes you want to give up, but you don't. Sometimes you might, but sometimes, but the other times you don't. So how strong are you when faced with that challenge? And I mean, how much more directly can we relate that to real life, right? I mean, there <laughs> are challenges in our life, some that we expect and some that we don't expect, some that completely catch us off guard, out of the blue, and we got to deal with it whether we like it or not. And we can either choose to crumble in the face of that challenge or we can choose to rise up and meet that challenge head on and crush whatever it is that's getting in our way and you know to to go back to our habit episode the more you do something the more likely you are to do that to take that path again if adversity pops up in front of you and you say oh adversity i'm gonna run and hide then 
whatever arena of life adversity pops up, that's what you've taught yourself. Oh, that looks hard. That's going to be difficult. I might fail. Run and hide. If adversity pops up in front of you and you say, okay, let's see if I can find a way to push as hard as I can up against that challenge, then whether that comes up with health issues, the middle of a of a mile repeat workout, you know, whatever whatever is coming up when struggles hit you, you've you've seen that. You said, "Oh, I've seen the struggle before. I push against it. I can fight against this thing because I know how to fight against it." You see the reverse of this actually sometimes of people who have overcome health struggles or entrepreneurs, successful business people who've gone through struggle. You know, they didn't just pop up. In their up real life. In, yeah, in non-running life. Like people who've never run before and, you know, some challenge comes up and they found a way to overcome it. And another challenge came up and they found a way to overcome it. And then later in life, they're like, ah, why don't I try running? And amazing results pop up because suddenly that challenge that popped up was overcoming physical, you know, pain in the middle of a race. And they're like, oh, that's just adversity. I know how to deal with this. I just go through it. And and the results pop up and people are like, wow, you, have you been running very long? And they're like, yeah, six months. Like, but, but they know how to overcome adversity in, in real life. And so it's the same thing when they hit the, you know, road racing circuit and suddenly they're, they're hitting crazy results. Yeah, that's true. Because really, you know, Racing and running challenges are life challenges. And we have three that we wanted to kind of talk about now. So number one would be overcoming uncertainty. When you start running or start racing, you don't know how you're going to do necessarily. You you hope that you're going to do well, but you don't really know. And especially, you know, if you are just a, a new runner, you don't have a coach or anything like that, and you just decide to start running, you know, you don't really know what you're doing necessarily. You know, maybe you read some articles about running, maybe, you know, different different ways that people get into it. But if I didn't have you here, I mean, I there'd be a ton of stuff that I would be completely uncertain about. I ask you questions all the time, thank goodness. But, you know, Know, overcoming that uncertainty and even even though I do have you here there's still a ton of uncertainty in my running life because you tell me oh this is the workout that you're gonna do today and I'm like oh, I don't know if I can do that you know I'm like, like no, I'm, no, no, no. I'm, you can do that I'm a little uncertain <laughs> about that buddy and then I go out and I do it you know so it, it's pretty cool like that and that's the same thing with life yeah, I mean, it happens in it happens in workouts. It happens in races. Like the the week leading up to it, you're like, ooh, do all those workouts I've done actually allow me to get this race result? And the answer is, I don't know. Let's shoot a gun and see. It it's a it's a question mark. Like every race is a question mark. Just like most days in life have a big question mark sitting on top of them of what what's coming up that day. Yeah, you never know what life is going to throw at you, and you know. Sometimes you can be going along thinking everything is great and then, you know, who knows what happens. Life is uncertain, period. Yes, our our last year has certainly shown that. Yes, our last year has definitely been one of filled with uncertainty and more questions than answers. So, but I think that, you know, running has, has helped me and hopefully you. I mean, I know that you've been struggling this year with everything that's been going on, but, you know, you got to kind of just trust in the process. Yes. 
Yes, trust in Learn, the process. Learning is, to trust. <laughs> trusting in the process is it's a struggle, but I mean I've I've done it on the running side for a long time. Um, part of it is having a coach that helps guide you, or for health issues, having a doctor that helps guide you, and having that full trust in them. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah. Really helpful. Definitely. So, the second challenge we wanted to kind of talk about is maintaining whatever it is you're doing even though it's not comfortable. Yeah. In in running, this shows up in workouts, in races. You know, um, I, I put a couple of kids in the two mile at the track meet yesterday. That's eight laps of not fun. Like yeah. it's, and, and I've, I told them, I'm like, look, it's, it's eight laps. It's not going to feel good. Um, you're going to be four laps in and you'd like to be able to be done. And that's about the time that you have to actually start racing. You're already in pain. Yep. And then you have to start pushing more because that's when, that's when the racing begins. Right. And with two laps to go, when everything in your body is saying, nope, I'm done. That's when it's time to make a move and lose the group that you're currently running with. Yeah. Like, good luck. Right. And, you know, same thing with life. You know, sometimes we're put in very uncomfortable situations. Like, say you start a new job and you don't know the people around you and then you meet them and maybe they're not your favorite people, you know, but you know that this job is very important in your career growth. And even though you're around people that might not be the people that you necessarily want to be around, you you know that you have to just kind of maintain and wait it out and and do your best and just kind of get through that uncomfortable period in order to get to where you want to be in order to get that promotion or you know have that experience that you need to have in order for you to grow personally and professionally yeah i mean there's all sorts of professional applications of this of this is going to be uncomfortable i'm going to be nervous doing this so many people don't like to stand up and make presentations right yeah that's that's a physical discomfort that is a struggle that you have to push through um our second and third points really tie together because the the third one comes right out of it is a an open willingness to fail this is so hard. Willing, like being willing to fail. I know for me, this is definitely something that running has helped me with in my life in general because my entire life I've had a fear of failure because it's not fun to fail, like period. And so... We could do a whole episode on just oh, on this, and this I, point right here. And I'm sure we will, you yes. know, but, you know, being, you know, growing up and going through life and whatnot, I essentially would just avoid situations that I had the potential to fail. If I knew I wasn't good at something, I just wouldn't do it. Like when I tried out for the soccer team in sixth grade, I, I didn't think I was going to be great at it. I was like, okay, I'll do it. All the, all the rest of my friends are doing it. And I wasn't immediately great at soccer. So I quit because I didn't want to be mediocre because I was used to being one of the better players on the sports teams that I was on. So it just, you know, I think that in ways that um, fear of failure has essentially kept me from doing certain things in my life. And running has kind of told me, well, you know what, it, it's okay if you fail. And a lot of the things that I've been reading over this past year and whatnot, failure is really not a thing to me anymore because there's all these different, you know, personal mantras and things like that. But basically, the only time you really fail is when you quit. And so 
I don't see things as a failure anymore. I, I see things in my life as learning experiences and maybe they didn't go as well as I wanted them to go. Maybe I didn't achieve the goal that I set out to achieve. But essentially, if I look at it the right way, there are lessons to be learned from all of those experiences. Even if it's just taking out the things that I did wrong, you know, maybe maybe I did some things right along the way, but maybe I did a lot of things wrong along the way. And so now I know the next time I attempt that or something similar, don't do those things anymore. So... <laughs> Yeah, and the next time you might have other issues. Right. So the next time is not necessarily going to be perfect, but you still have to put it out there with an open willingness to fail. Like it, that's life, and that's running, and that it's it sets yourself up for I'm going to try and do this. Let's see if I can get there. Yeah. Maybe you get there on your first try. Maybe you get there on your 10th try. Maybe you don't get there, but the path of trying to get there changes you as a person. Right. And so I, I, I would personally like to change the the um, wording of this point. Like We had said the willingness to fail, but I, I think it's more of just your openness to experimentation, essentially, is what it is it's, that's brilliant right I mean you're 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 willing to experiment and you might not achieve the same goal that you wanted to achieve but there are a lot of things along the way that you did do and a lot of those little wins along the way so being able to pick out those little wins along the journey that's what makes the difference and that's what keeps moving us forward in running and in life all right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for uh, a bit of a softer episode, not not quite as much numbers based and how to run workouts and whatnot, but uh, a, an excellent episode. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the core of it all. It really is. So if you enjoyed this episode or you enjoyed our previous episodes, reach out to us. Um, you can find us on all sorts of different social medias. We are Real Life Runners. Um, on, on Instagram, on Facebook, and let us know if you have another topic that you want us to cover or if you have questions about this topic that you'd like us to follow up on. So thanks for spending this time with us, and we'll catch you guys next week. 